the start streaming button? All right. Not yet. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention when you were just talking to me. Do you think that you could repeat the question? And I listen more attentively. Just trying to get this posted to uh Bethune sound off in the Valley Patriot page. We, we, we podcast the show on several, so many pages. That's why the opening of the show is always so long. I'm trying to get them all posted. What is that? Here we go. It sounded cute, though, whoever yeah, she was. I think it's coming from your computer. Excellent. She sounds hot. All the women in my life are hot. Yeah. All righty. Let's, let's start this shindig, shall we? Hi, my name is Tom Duggan here on the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And we've got a pretty good show today. We're not going to, I don't think we're going to do a full hour. I'm not sure I got a full hour of material for you. Um, but we are going to blow through a bunch of stuff some national stories, some state stories. We're going to talk about some local stuff. Um, it's just, I, 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 as time goes on, Ben. As time goes on, it seems to me, and I don't want to pat myself on the back or seem too egotistical, but it seems to me I was kind of right all along. And from day one, when they shut the country down, I, we were on the show, I think, like the next day. And I said, this is the most monumental disaster ever. They never should have shut the country down. We have no idea. These so-called experts. What's really sad is that you can get people to believe anything if you just say an expert said it. An expert said that you should drink bleach. An expert said that you should throw yourself off a bridge. And they'll be lining up to jump off the damn bridge. Well, the expert said it. Here's how stupid, and excuse my French for, for uh, I'm going to hold that word back because I'm not going to, I hate, I don't want the hate mail on that. Um, how utterly moronic and stupid some of the things are that we're doing as human beings right now in this country. On my way here, I stopped at Cumberland Farms down the street. There's little dots on the, on the floor in front of the cashier so that people have to stand six feet away from each other. Now, think about how moronic this is. You're standing face forward. The guy in front of you is standing face forward. The woman behind you is standing face forward. Why do you have to be six feet away from each other? Right. If I cough, I'm going to cough on the, guy's, on the back of the guy's shirt. I'm sure he's not taking his shirt off and shoving it down his mouth. So, so uh, think about the stupid and, and moronic. You're wearing, a, you're wearing a mask at the same right. time. Right. <laughs> yeah, here's the other thing. You have to, if you wear a mask, you don't have to social distance. If you're social distance, you don't have to wear a mask. And yet, everybody's running around requiring both. It's the, it, everyone wants to make it look like they're complying, like they're the good person. And, you know, the lies that we've been told since day one, I'm sorry. The lies that, you could say it was mistakes. They didn't know. I know my friend Neil Perry is always making excuses for them. Oh, they didn't know. You know as we knew new things, they changed. But think of, the, think of the dumb things that we were told. If you wear a mask, you're not protecting yourself. You're protecting other people. So you're telling me that the molecule of the coronavirus can get into a mask, but it can't get out of a mask? 
That's what you tell, and, and, and that's just common sense. Like, it's an easy common sense question. Can the coronavirus molecule get into a mask? If it can, it can certainly get out of a mask. So what's the point of wearing masks? Because they want you to. Right. Just do what we tell you to do. Right. And the reason why they told us, the experts told us, that the masks protect other people but not us, because if they said, wear a mask to protect yourself, Americans would say, a lot of Americans would say, well, if it's only protecting me, I don't care. I'm a young guy, and they won't wear it. But if it's to protect other people, now you get shamed everywhere you yeah. go. You don't care about people. You want people to die. So this guy come over to me. Uh, this is the first time it's happened. I've never worn a mask. Actually, I did for the first time yesterday. I had to go into Borelli's Deli to get a sub. And there was a sign that says, the store requires you wear a mask. I'm okay with that. If the store is requiring me to wear a mask, that's his store, and I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the government telling me I have to wear a mask. Were the people working in the store wearing a mask? Yeah, too? everybody, even the customers. Okay. So um, they tell us we have to wear masks. Everywhere we go, we got to wear masks, even though they tell us that the mask only works one way. Yeah. You're not protecting other people. And it depends what city you live in. Right. So for the first time, I had somebody come over to me within the last 48 hours and start giving me shit for not wearing a mask. And the guy starts getting close. And I'm like, you realize I could have the coronavirus and you're getting very close and it doesn't protect you. That mask doesn't protect you, right? You stupid sheep. Right. And he's like, you're going to get people killed. What if you run into an elderly person? I said, well, you know what? I'm concealed carry, and it's a federal law. You can't wear a mask when you're concealed carry. Do you want to continue the conversation? And they've decided to tell people to take these actions, to go up against people and say it to their face. Right. And to report it. Right. To people. There's a country that's south of the United States that they're big on that, too. It's Cuba. Yeah. It's a communist country. Right. That's what they right. do to their people. It's right. And in Germany during World War II, they had what they called the brown shirts. And the brown shirts would show up at every local group meeting, every council meeting, every school board meeting. And anybody that got up and said anything bad about the Nazis, they'd shout them down. They'd shout them down. They'd beat them up afterwards. They were thugs. And this is what the left in this country, and it's become political. It didn't start political, but it's become political. This is what the left wants. This is what the Democrat Party at the national level wants. They want a bunch of snitches out there. They want brown yeah. shirts to go around and shame people into doing things that make literally no sense simply because the experts said so. And unconstitutional. Uh, right. So it right. On top of it. Well, here's what's funny about these experts. We're all supposed to listen to the experts. The experts, the experts. Because they're experts. They must be gods. They must never be wrong about anything. And when they go to work, these experts, the name of their place that they go to work is called their practice. Right, yeah. Because they're not experts, they're right. practicing. Right, right. So it's funny, uh, somebody posted on my page a couple of days ago an interview. This interview, I believe, was in January of this year with Tony Fauci. I think he was on 60 Minutes. And they asked him, now this was January. They asked him about people wearing masks. And here's what his answer was in G the expert, the number one expert in the country, the number one expert in the White House. Here's what he said in January. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with Wait, masks. What? You're sure of it, because people are listening really no. closely to this. Yeah. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Yeah, we're taking notes. 
when you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, 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 inside uh, uh, there? Of course, and... of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who, when you look at the films of foreign countries and you see 85% of the people wearing masks, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not against it. If you want to do it, that's fine. But it can lead to a shortage it, of masks. Exactly. Which that's the point. It could see. lead to a shortage of masks for the people. The who following was recorded in front of a live studio now that's what he said. at the studio. Yeah, we're at the Studio 21 Podcast yeah. Cafe. Um, so that's what, that's what the leading expert, the White House expert, the guy that CNN worships every day. They get down on one knee and they worship at the altar of Tony Fauci. And that's what he was saying in January. Why? Why was he saying it? He was saying that because they admitted later on that, be, that they were afraid of a run on masks, and the and the, they wanted to make sure there wasn't a shortage for medical workers. All right, so either he was telling the truth back then because he had no pressure to lie, or he was lying, or or just wrong back then, and now he's lying. I mean, he was lying then, or he's lying now. One way that because now everybody has to wear a mask. You have to be. You have to have a spacesuit to go outside. You got to stand six feet apart. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and people believe it. And the fact that in January he said, don't wear a mask, and then in February he said, no, 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 you have to wear a mask, why would a, why would a, a sentient being with their own thoughts, who, who can critically think and has common sense, believe it? Like, why would we believe, just willingly believe whatever we're told? We have to stand six feet away. Where did that come from? Where's the science on that? Well, there, there isn't, and, and I wonder why are people believing it, or is there another agenda? Why are people taking one side or the other? Because I don't think it's a, it should be a political thing at all. Right. You either believe it or you don't believe it. Right. You think it's going to help you or, or it's not. Right. But it seems to be divided Democrats and Republicans. Right. It's, it's weird how it started to break down. And by the way, I didn't introduce, uh, uh, sitting with me today is Dave Garofalo, our grand poobah here at uh, Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions in a, in a few minutes, but I want to get through one more thing. So I came on the show the day after they shut the country down and said, this is ridiculous. And I got hate mail. And I had people approaching me in the street saying, I saw your podcast. How dare you? Your media, by the way. Right. What, wasn't uh, CNN running at the same time? Right. But they, were, but they were saying the opposite. So that was okay. Oh. They were saying, everybody stay in your house and, and wrap yourself in bubble wrap and, and hide in your tub and don't touch anybody. And I was saying the opposite, so I'm an evil bastard. I'm an evil bastard who wants people to die. But eventually, they ended up saying what you said. Right. Eventually, now the experts are all yeah. saying what I'm saying. And the funny thing is, when you're so far ahead of the curve, sometimes like I am, people forget that you were the guy that was trying to like ring the warning bell way at the beginning, saying, hey, wait a minute, let's just think critically about this. If, if the guy's standing in front of me in line at Walmart, why do I have to be six feet away from him if we're all, if we're all facing forward? Do, do the people that, that believed it then and now see it's not feel stupid or feel like they were told a lie? I think some people but are I, angry because they feel like we've been lied to, which we have. Yeah. Uh, we were lied to about ventilators. We were lied to about PPP. We were lied to about six feet. We were lied to about masks. We were lied at the very beginning. The World Health Organization <laughs> told us that it wasn't even transmittable from human to human, and we all just believed it because the experts said it. Someone important, someone with a suit. 
someone who looks like he knows what he's doing, someone who's very good looking on TV, told us to believe it. And we believed it. I think that guy was pretty ugly looking from the World Health Organization. And what's what's funny is, you know, all these people ran around and said, you know, you Trump supporters, you're labeling and stereotyping, even though that's supposed to be bad. You conservatives. Why is it? Why is it? Republican and Democrat, conservative, well, 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 I don't get it. I think it broke down this way as we went along because the Democrats saw an opportunity in this, the Democrats at the national level saw an opportunity at when this coronavirus hit to try and make sure that we don't have a recovery at election time so that Trump won't get reelected. Ah. I think what they're worried about is if we close the country down, then open it up right away, and then the, the recovery continues. Well, they should have started this thing in May or June. Right, right. November, forget about it. It's not enough time right. to, to hang that on. Right. And the company, they, they're willing, company, they're willing for the country to go down right. so they can win an election. Because right. you'll never recover. Right. Wow. So I was called stupid. Because I said the experts were wrong. I was called naive because I said the experts were wrong. I was told I was evil because I said the experts were wrong. Um, And then it became political. You're a right winger. You're a Trump supporter. That's why you're so stupid. Uh, And then yesterday or the day before, two days ago, I was watching CNN because all I do is watch CNN in my office all day. I watch it all day. I laugh my ass off all day because every single thing that they say is not only wrong, the opposite is true. Yeah. And I'm watching uh, Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of New York, say this. So we all, there's one set of numbers. We all know the numbers. Uh, The question is, at what point do the numbers drop to the reopening threshold? Now, people can speculate. People can guess. I think next week. I think two weeks. I think a month. I'm out of that business because we all failed at that business. Amen. Right? All the early national experts, uh, here's my projection model, here's my projection model. They were all wrong. They were all wrong. Now, there are- now he must be a right-wing Trump supporter, that Andrew Cuomo from New York, right? He must be an evil right-wing fascist, right? All they wanted at the beginning was to flatten the curve. Right. After that happened, now it's going to drop. Right. They After that happened, it went to the next thing. Right. The next thing. Wow. Right. So here's what didn't happen during the last three months while we were being lectured by our so-called leaders about wearing masks and standing six feet behind the person in line who's, who's facing forward. Here's what they didn't do. They didn't look at the science and they didn't look at the data. Because the science and the data said that most of the people who were dying and getting severely uh, uh, ill from the coronavirus were in nursing homes. And what they didn't do was they didn't immediately put an emergency measure together to save our nursing homes. They didn't immediately send the National Guard to the nursing homes or send someone from the federal government or the CDC to every nursing home to put new guidelines in immediately as to how to protect our grandmothers and grandfathers in these nursing homes. Quite the opposite. They put the sick person in the nursing home to get the other people sick, including the workers there, too. Right. And and by the way, Andrew Cuomo, the guy who just said all the experts were wrong, was one of the guys who did that. And then when they called him on it, his answer was, well, I'm following Trump's CDC guidelines. It was just a lie. Yeah. There was no CDC guideline that said to do that. And by the way, if there was, which Cass- there, which there isn't. the blame, oh, surprise. Right. But if there was, even though we know there wasn't, but just for fun, let's say there was a CDC guideline. It's a guideline. It's not something you use in the middle of a pandemic. You don't look for procedures and policies that were written about your country that's not in a pandemic during a pandemic. But I thought it was interesting. So I, I my good friend, Neil Perry, who kind of, still buys all of this, you know, we're all going to die stuff. Um, 
I, I tagged him when I posted he that. He seems like a very smart man. He's a very good guy, and he's an excellent mayor, and he's a great human being. I actually like him an awful so, lot. So he got duped. That doesn't make him a bad he's just guy. Wrong, he's just wrong about all of this. Because uh, no, he, he believed. He, he's not wrong about all of it. He's right about some of it. His position is, even if they're wrong, we should take every precaution that we can. And that's a, that's, if you're a leader of a community, that's a sensible position yeah. to take, right? Yeah. And so I, I've never, I think when he hears me say that it's, it's a hoax and it's a fraud, what he hears is me saying what he's doing isn't worth anything. And I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is, as human beings, those of us who aren't the mayors of communities trying to keep people safe, we have to stop listening to what the so-called experts tell us because the experts are people. And people lie, people have agendas, people are wrong. Some people are just stupid and they look smart. Some people slept their way to get a position in government. Some people bought their way to get into government and don't know a damn thing about what they're talking about. And yet our entire society is now changing every single thing that we do, everything from the way we do business to the way we interact with our family, to the way we drive our cars, to the way we interact when we're at the store. Everything has changed because of these experts who, by the way, have been wrong about everything, everything. We were told two million people were gonna die if we didn't shut down the country. And that even if we did shut down the country, 250,000 people were still gonna die probably within the first 30 days. None of that happened. We were told that this was easily spread on surfaces. And that's why you've got people wiping everything down everywhere they go, right? Now it's changed our behavior. Then the CDC came out last week and said, oh yeah, our bad. It doesn't really spread that much on surfaces. People are still running around wiping things down, though, because they heard the first part, and they're not really listening to the second part. Well, wouldn't you know it? Yesterday morning, the CDC issued a new guideline. Oh, guess what? We were wrong again. Start wiping it down? Start wiping it down. We, yeah. think, we think the surfaces... So here's the thing. I've got these liberals that come on my p Facebook page all the time, Dave, yeah. who... who they want to make what my position is something different so they can argue against it. It's called a straw man argument. And I had this guy, Kyle Barrage, came on. He's like, well, what is it that you want? What is it that you want these guys to do? I mean, we didn't know about this virus. They learned new things. When they learned the new things, they told us the new things. That's Neil Perry's position. My position is don't tell me, don't tell the American public that the science says we have to wear masks, and the science says we have to stand six feet apart, and the science says it's easily spread on surfaces, when you don't know a damn thing about the science because it's never been done before. Just be honest with us. Come out and tell us, look, we don't know. But you know what? For precaution's sake, let's stand six feet apart. I'm okay with that. For precaution's sake, everybody just wear a mask till we figure this out. I'm okay with that too. But when you come out and definitive, the people who do global warming do the same thing. The science says, the science says, the science doesn't say any of that. It's not about science. These are people. People conduct scientific tests. People can misinterpret those tests. People can be wrong. People can lie. People can skew the tests. Yeah. Positive, negatives. Right. You know, the... So how about as Americans... Even the numbers aren't true. Right. Even the numbers, and I'm glad you brought that up. They've been cheating on the numbers since day one. If someone dies of a heart attack, and after they die, we test them for COVID-19 and they test positive, on the death certificate it says COVID-19. They died of it. Of it, right. Which is not true. And the CDC is encouraging hospitals to deem people who died with coronavirus, but not from coronavirus, as corona deaths. Okay, fine. They still can't get it up above 1%. Yeah. They still can't get the percentage of people who get the virus is 1%. Percentage of people who get the virus, 5% of the people get the virus. 1% of the people who get the virus die from the virus. 1% of the 5%. And that's with the cheating. 
Yeah. Right? It's a little under, under 1%. But with, if you take out the cheating, it's like one-tenth of 1%. So why aren't our leaders running around protecting our nursing homes and finding a way to protect seniors instead of lecturing us on masks and standing six feet apart? You know what? They want to make it look like they're doing something. They want to make it look like they're on top of this. They want to make it that when they run for re-election, they want to say, I, I protected people. I saved lives. Even though they ruined the country, ruined the entire. They ruined country. the country. I'm, I'm surprised it didn't go down as much as I thought it was going to go down. That it's the stock market's making somewhat of a comeback. Right. It's yep. amazing to me that that's happening. Actually, people in other countries are looking at the U.S. and say, "How is that possible to right. bounce back more than half right. already?" It's right. just amazing. And that's why the Democrats at the national level are freaking the hell out, trying to make everybody stay home. And trying to and trying to drag this out as long as they can because they're looking at the timing too, hoping it's, for a second wave. It's almost June, right? We've got like four or five more months until election time, and they know that if we don't have another peak, if we don't shut down one more time, if we if we don't elongate this a little bit, we're going to have the greatest recovery in American history right around election time. Yeah, and that means Trump gets reelected no matter what, and they can't stand that. They tried everything to get rid of this guy. They, they, they tried to impeach him over a phone call. They, he, sw- he slept with a, with a porn star. He's a Russian spy. Every day it was a new thing we were going to get rid of him. So when this happened, and I don't think that this happened on purpose on the part of anybody in America, although I do think that the Chinese government did do this on purpose. Uh, I think the facts are there. I mean, I know if you looked at the flights, uh, well, you just yeah, look at the, the, the flights. When they first found out, out, out of Boston, right? When they first found out, when China, the, the communist fascist Chinese government, found out that this Wuhan virus was spreading all over the the, the city of Wuhan, China. Are you allowed to call it that? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Facebook will censor me. Um, but when they first found out, you know what they did? They canceled all flights within China from Wuhan. But they did not cancel all flights outside the country. Right. So they were, they were purposely exporting people who were sick. They were purposely exporting people who were sick. Now, once it got here, I don't think the Democrats purposely did anything. I'm not really much of a conspiracy theorist. But I know what they did once it got here. And they wanted to drag this out as long as humanly possible. But the, but the president shut it down. He did. And they yelled at him about that. What are you doing? Right. When he, when he shut down flights from China, he was called a racist. Yes. Because that's their go-to. If Trump had listened to Nancy Pelosi, two million people would be dead right she now. She went to more. Chinatown and did a right. press conference in Chinatown. I told saying, everybody to come out. Yeah. Come to Chinatown. You know, the guy who went to Chinatown and got the coronavirus, she, he, should, she, he should sue her ass. Anybody that went to Chinatown on Nancy Pelosi's advice and then got the coronavirus should sue her ass because she should have known better. And now they want to play Monday morning quarterback and CNN every day says, if he'd done it a week earlier, more people would have been saved. Yes. Right. And if he'd done it a week later, more people would have died. But, but you know, that, that, that doesn't make it his fault. They want to blame Donald Trump for 100,000 people dead. They, they blamed him when he did it. Right. Now they, they blamed him when now, he did it. Now he should have did <laughs> right, it sooner. Right, right, right. After the fact. So we were lied about everything. And maybe some of them weren't lies. Maybe some of, some of the things they told us they thought were true. But don't tell us it's based on this. That's where the lie is. The lie is they, tell, they told us it was true based on the science, not based on their expert opinion, not based on what they think, but based, because they wanted to make sure people obey, 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 obey. You're not wearing a mask, obey. So I wanted Dave Garofalo to come up and sit with us a little bit on this topic because you own a business, you own a couple of businesses, you own Two Guys Smoke Shop, I encourage people to come here buy your cigars, um, you own the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, uh, you're in charge of all these podcasts, 
And uh, it, this must have financially crippled you. Unbelievable. You know, I've been doing it uh, self-employed my whole life, 35 years at Two Guys Smoke Shop, uh, almost three years here at Studio 21. Uh, we lost uh, 17 out of 20 podcast shows that happened. Wow. Here, and that happened immediately. 17, so I, well, I'm one of the few that survived. Three. Wow. Three to the left. Who are they? Me? You, Connor Commentary, and uh, Pit Life Barbecue. Uh, with the last three to, to do wow. it. Now we got... Um, Cigar Authority, though. You got to keep that. Yeah. You got to yeah. keep that. We, we, we never stopped. As a matter of fact, um, I worked every single day during this, except for Easter Sunday, every single day. Uh, let my employees do what they wanted to do. A few of them uh, took a few weeks off. Some of them uh, came right back. And um, we kept going with the curbside service. Uh, our business was down um, dramatically, more than 50% in the retail store. And I'll tell you what bothered me the most was the, ch- the picking of winners and losers that right. drove me crazy. Right. I drive to work, and I pass Walmart. I pass Target. And then I... Uh, Cumberland Farms down the street, which actually sells cigars there also, and park myself at the front door waiting for hopefully somebody coming by, rolling their window and saying, get me a cigar, which was pouring rain out, freezing cold. The weather was so horrible and able to begin with. So it was very, very little of that, but there was something maybe to keep the lights on or whatever we could possibly do to let people know we're still we're not going to shut down yet, depending how long this was going to last. And again, I bring up 35 years in business because I was never somebody living paycheck to paycheck. Like you hear people say that it's paycheck to paycheck. Well, I saved my nuts and I was there for a rainy day. I didn't think a rainy day was going to be 60 days. And I watched the checking account go down, down, down to a panic point of, okay, no purchasing anything. Okay, we'll get through this, make payroll the next pay the mortgage. All these things don't stop, right? Right. These things are still coming in. While I'm staring across the street at the cupcake store, Mm -hmm. there's a cupcake store across the street. And there's people going in and out all day long through Mother's Day, jam-packed the parking lot. And like, what's going over there? Everybody going in, by the way, no masks, no nothing on both sides of it, and going and pick up cakes and stuff on Mother's Day. And here I am standing here behind a locked door and I can't let people in because it's okay to have cupcakes and it's not okay to have cigars. Who makes that choice? The choice should have been, it's up to the consumer right. to choose to go buy cupcakes or buy cigars or buy stay in the house. Right. But no, they picked the winners and losers, and we suffered. We right. suffered dramatically. Now, when this is over, I'm, the taxes are going to go up. You think you think we gave away a trillion dollars? Oh, no. Nobody has no, to pay? No, it's all coming back. So it has to come back, and I am going to pay the lion's share of that. Not the cupcake store of that. They got to stay open, and I got to pay the majority of the taxes. With Walmart, record numbers. Right. I'm looking at the stock of Walmart going through the roof. Of course it is. Uh, Target, all the uh, Amazon. Right. Every one that the little brick-and-mortar guy has to compete against right. was the winner. And the little guy that has a tough time to begin with is the loser because they said so. Right. Because they said so. And based on nothing, not based on science, not based on anything. And like you had said, listen, if the place says, here's the dots on the ground, we want you to do this, wear a mask, we want you to do it as the store owner to do it, right. that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. But 
telling me that I can't actually operate my business, and then at the end of it, are you going, going to not, I don't have to pay my taxes this year? No, I have to pay my taxes this right. year. Uh, I have to pay payroll taxes. I have to pay workman's compensation. I have to pay insurance. I have to pay all the things that never stopped. And boy, oh boy, I never thought I'd see it. All 35 years, I, you never realize, because the mail came every day. Right. Bills. That never stopped. It never stopped. It never stopped. And I'm like, no money's coming in, and all this money's going out. There's going to be a day, and I could see it. It's over the horizon. The day is coming really soon that after 35 years of sacrificing and everything I did and all small business people did, here it is. Here's the reckoning point. And this was the government right. that actually did this to me? Right. Under what? There's, there's nothing that says in the There's no science. No, not, not only science, there's no law. Right. There wasn't a law passed. Right. They just said you can't. And I said, listen, I'm going to have to unlock the door. I'm right. going to have to end up doing this or else I'm going to go down at the end of it and say I should have did it. And thank God they ended up saying, okay, 25% occupancy, we're going to go to stage two. Because our governor here in New Hampshire was looking at Massachusetts and doing what they're doing. Is he out of his mind? I was losing my mind right. because they're crazy. Right. He seems to be kind of sane to me, but he was following the, the path of it. Finally, ended up loosening it up. And I will tell you, it's been a couple of weeks giant couple of weeks. Really? I mean, record-breaking days. We got a lot to make up. We certainly haven't made up for 60 days lost, but the numbers that are coming in now, but look at the- well, Democrats aren't going to like hearing that. Look at the license plates in the parking lot. We're on the border of Massachusetts right, and New right. Hampshire. It's full of Massachusetts people. Right. Massachusetts, you, you know, your menthol cigarettes, it's all over. Right. Right? You yep. the, the end of the week, that's it. Right. Yeah, Massachusetts made menthol cigarettes illegal because it attracts children, but you can get pot in a gummy. You can get a gummy bear with pot in it because that's not going to attract Absolutely. children, but you but you can't have menthols. Like that's that's bubble, what a, a bubble gum flavored vodka. Right. That's okay. Cotton candy vodka. <laughs> right, right. That's okay. okay. Yeah. But do you think that's going to stop? Are you going to get off menthols? No. No, I'm going to drive to New Hampshire and get my... I, I did it. Yeah. Did it today. It's absolutely insane. Right. But our governor here in New Hampshire said, we're afraid if we open up New Hampshire, Massachusetts people are going to come in. That's the whole reason why I'm operating right. here on the border. Right, right. Yes, that is it. And that's that, the point. Along with the liquor store that they own. Right. That's the reason why they're there. By right. the way, PAC never shut down. Yeah. Liquor store never shut down. Right. That was essential, and the cigar was not essential. Who chose that? Right. It becomes the government chose but that. But I could buy a cigar if I go to a liquor store and they have cigars. Correct. So you're getting screwed right. by people that are competing with you because the government picked... I, mean, I, I, live and, on, I live on Main Street in North Andover, and we have some great small businesses on Main Street, like within a block of... I, I could literally live my entire life and never leave the four blocks of Main Street because we've got everything in that four blocks. The post office, city hall, a liquor store across the street, Heavenly Donuts. What we also have is we've got a place called Groomtown Spa, and it's a dog grooming place. Now, you mean to tell me that they have two employees that are in there, they had to shut down for 30 to 60 yeah. days, when someone could have knocked on the door, and, put the leash and around... And they probably the, live with each other. They right. live with each other all the time anyway. So. Right. But someone someone wants to have their dog groomed. You knock, on the, you knock on the door, you put the leash around the doorknob, the person inside reaches out and gets it with a glove on, brings the dog in, grooms them, texts them when they're done. Why did they need, ever need to shut down? And they said they couldn't get it from an animal, right? Right. It was only human right. to human. Now, across the street from them is a place called ING Tailoring. There's literally one employee. His name is Ken Bauer. He owns it. It's a tiny little shop where I get... Every year I gain a little weight... Right before the bash, I bring my suit in. He fits me. He takes the suit. He loosens it up because I'm getting fat. And then he calls me and says when it's ready, and I go pick it up. I've In the 
15 years I've been going there, I've never seen another customer in there when I go in. It's a tiny little place. He's got a certain clientele that always go to him, and there's no reason why he should have been shut down the entire time. No, no reason. And you know something? Some of these guys aren't going to reopen. No. Because, no. I, as I told you, I did what I thought was right, put the money away for a rainy day. 60 days. Yeah, 60 rainy days is not good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, a regular store, especially I'm 35 years putting put nuts away for the rainy day. Somebody who's five years in business, barely scratching it or making it, this is enough to put them out of business. And some estimates is as high as 20% right. of mom and pops are going to go out of business. 20% right. of their livelihood that they worked their whole life for, let alone if they end up losing their house over it, they lose their car. Sure. They lose, I think President Trump is the one that said it. If this becomes worse than the epidemic itself. Right. He could see it coming early on that this was going to end up happening, and here we are. And we're starting to see more people die from suicides now right. than who died from the coronavirus. And I want to know who's going to be held accountable for that. Who's going to be held accountable for all the people that lose their businesses or commit suicide because they just don't want to live anymore after working their whole lives for something and then having it taken away from them? And, you know, none of us asked any questions. None of us were critical thinkers. When they said that this is something that spread easily on surfaces. We took their word for it. The minute they said it, I, I thought to myself, okay, so I go into Cumberland Farms and they've got a plexiglass and I order my cigarettes and then I take my credit card. And I put it into the machine, and then I have to touch the numbers. If this was easily spread on surfaces, all you take is one person who's got the coronavirus touch to use card. their credit card and touch that keypad, and everybody who went to Cumberland Farms now has the coronavirus. But that didn't happen. Yeah, the gas tank nozzle. Right, the gas I tank. Mean, think of all the things, the, do, the, the door handle at the post office, yeah. right? I, I've never worn gloves. I've never worn masks. I, 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 I haven't been doing it. I never got the coronavirus. Most people I know have never gotten the coronavirus. Uh, I literally know of two people who got it. Both of them recovered. Um, one of them was that guy that tried to have us taken off the air, and I'm glad that he's okay. Um, but the guy that came in here yelling and screaming that I should be taken off the air because he's Steve Saber's brother, he got the coronavirus, and he recovered. And I'm glad that he recovered. I mean, I don't want a friend or foe. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But I, I literally know two people that got it. Two. I know a lot of people. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I've been, I've been in the public relations business for forever. And yet, nobody ever thought, well, wait a minute. If it's easily spread in services, how come nobody's getting it from the doorknob at, at the post office or the keypad at Cumberland Farms? Winners and losers. That's it. And, and so now the government, now, now they want to open up, but they don't want it to go, they don't want to open the whole country all at once the way we shut it down. Because then we'll have a booming economy again right around election time. And Donald Trump will get the credit for it, and he'll get reelected. So they try everything that they can. And, you know, I, I love Charlie Baker. I supported Charlie Baker. I consider him a friend. I will probably support him again, even though I don't like some of the decisions that he's made. Oh, my God. But one of the things Terrible. That, one of the things that he said that was absolutely so anti-American that I can't not address it. And I'm sorry, Charlie, if you're watching. I, I still love you to death, and I'll still, I'll still hold a sign for you. But when he came out and said on Memorial Day that this is the reason men and women went off and died in war so we could wear masks. No, 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 Charlie, I love you, but it's the opposite. People went off and died in wars so we could make our own personal choice yeah. to not wear a mask. That's why people went off and died to war, for individual liberties, individual freedoms, not to be part of a collective. And I think one of the reasons you kept asking, like, why did it break down conservative yeah. versus liberal? I think it's the mindset. 
The mindset of the American liberal is collectivism, and the mindset of the American conservative is individual liberty. And so when the collective is supposed to be doing something, liberals will do everything they can to stand in line and shame anybody else that's not doing it. The conservative will say, well, wait a minute, why do I have to do that? What's the critical thinking? What is the science? What is the, what is the common sense in all this? And I think that's where the clash started. And then it became really political. It if, became if Obama versus. was in office, would it went the other way? I can't imagine I, myself ever taking the other side. I can't imagine Obama allowing the shutdown of the entire economy on his watch. Because I think, he, I think the difference between him and, and Trump, I know the Trump haters are going to hate to hear this, I think Trump doesn't really care about his legacy. He's not looking to be in the history books. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. I think he was just looking at, what do we do to stop 2 million people from dying? Right. Okay. I think Obama would have looked at it and said, not on my watch. I'm not shutting down an entire, an entire economy. I'm not going to allow a, a depression, an Obama depression to happen. I don't think he would have done it. I don't think he would have. I think it would have been totally opposite. And I think then you would have said, conservatives saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. We've got to do something. We're going to do something to stop this virus. Well, he did nothing during Ebola, and he did nothing during H1N1. He didn't shut down any city. He didn't shut down any state. He didn't ask for a national lockdown. He didn't stop any flights from China coming in, even though we knew that's where it was coming from. You know, elective surgeries, they they were stopped. Abortions were okay. Right. That was another odd thing. Can't go to church Easter Sunday, but you can, you, get go to an, Walmart. you can get an abortion, but you can't get your nose fixed or your broken arm right. healed or something because that's elective. Right. Wouldn't the abortion be elective? You would think. You would think. Some of these things just didn't match up, and it just scratched my head. And I do like you. I listen to all the Both sides, yeah. I, I listen to it others and to, to as far as I can take it. Right. It gets to a point where I'm, my blood's boiling and I got to switch it right. off. But it's the craziest thing because I want to hear, what am I missing? Am, am I a sheep? I don't want to be the sheep on the other side either. Am I missing something here that I'm not hearing the other side of it? But it makes no sense. Right. I, I have a, uh, an autoimmune disease. If I get the coronavirus, my doctors have already told me, you're dead. Right? I, have, I have pulmonary issues. I have lung issues. I've been smoking for 20 years. They told you not to do that too. They said, choose to do Tom, it. I'm just telling you right now, you get the coronavirus, you're in big trouble. And even if I were to get the coronavirus tomorrow on my deathbed, I'll be saying closing down the country was the wrong thing to do. So people can make it about emotion and say, what if it was someone you loved? What if, it, what if your family member was dead? Then the numbers would be more important. No, they wouldn't. The numbers would still be the same. Yeah. They would still say the same thing. Not only if it was a, um, a loved one, if it was me, the numbers would still be the same. They would still represent 1% of the people who get exposed to the virus get the virus. Fi- I'm sorry. of the people who get exposed to the virus get the virus. 1% of the people who get the virus die. And you can look at the numbers in Lawrence, and then look at the state numbers, and then look at the national numbers, and then randomly pick Ottumwa, Iowa, and look at their numbers, and it goes 5%, 1%. Almost almost to the percentage point. So we now have the science. And how's that compared to any other virus, any other... More people died from the flu. Right. More people died from the flu. Now, here's what I'm not saying. Don't send... I can already hear people writing the hate mail. I'm not saying it's not serious. Stop creating a... One of the things Neil Perry does when he's here is he creates a straw man. He makes it like, I'm saying that the whole thing was a big conspiracy and the Democrats started this virus. And I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying it's not serious. What I am saying is, A, stop lying to us. We've been lied to for 30 years in this country, and we keep putting up with it, and it's time to stop. We were told, read my lips, no new taxes. We were told I did not have sex with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. We were told there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We were told that ISIS was the JV team of Al-Qaeda. We've been lied to and lied to and lied to by Obama, by, by Bush, 
by Clinton, by Congress, by so-called experts, by the CDC, by the World Health Organization, by the Chinese Communist government. We get lied to and lied to and lied to. And how many times do you have to be lied to before you finally go, you know what, I'm not just going to blindly believe that. I'm going to actually kind of think on them on my own. Yeah, they, they think that this most likely is a lie. you got a better shot. Right, right. So, some, I don't know, Dave. Some, I feel bad. I, I, I literally, the Valley Patriot got nothing. I didn't, get P, I didn't get the PPP. I didn't get the small business loan. I didn't even get the rental assistance. Uh, North Andover only had a slot, only had 200 slots for rental assistance for businesses. And I was number 245 when I applied, so I got nothing. Wow. So, I, so think about this. The Valley Patriots, been, we were getting ready to celebrate our 16th anniversary in March for our bash. I've been in business for 16 years. My advertisers are the Clatter the Irish Cottage, the Firefighters Relief Inn, they're not even open. Right. How do you bill them for advertising that they can't take advantage of? So now I've got my bills are piling up. My, my landlord wants his rent. Verizon wants to get paid. Sprint wants to get paid for the cell phone. My electric company wants to get paid. My vendors want to get paid. My drivers who continue to deliver newspapers this month for me, even though I've got no income, they want to get paid. Sure. Who's going to make me whole? I don't know. I didn't qualify for anything. I'm an S corp. I've got one employee, me. And that's only because I have to, because I'm on the board, and you can't self deal. So I had to be an employee. All right. I've got one employee. Everybody else and you is barely 1099. pay yourself anyway. I ba- literally, I right. literally barely pay myself. I pay myself like two to three hundred dollars a week, and that pays for like cigarettes and gas, and and that's it. And I put I, for the last sixteen years, any profit that we've had, I've put back into the paper. If we had a, if we had a month, we had a couple of months where we made like a ten thousand dollar profit that month. I would take 7000 and I would buy more papers, and I'd say, okay, what community are we not in? Let's get into Newburyport. Yeah, let's get into company. Hampton. Yeah. Let's, let's expand what we're doing. Let's try and get more ads in. So all of that building and rebuilding and reinvesting and reinvesting all that money. Now, I've got nothing for rainy day. I've got no loans coming in. And all I would really need is like a ten dollars or $15,000 consolidation loan just to consolidate my bills. I'd be good for the rest of the year. I, I, I could continue to operate as normal. So there's a bank out there. This is what they do, and that's what the money they received. You know, the bank is the one that got the money. Right. So the bank gets the money, and then they're supposed to end up finding the right people. And that isn't these big, giant corporations that took $50 billion mm. out of it right off the top, supposedly gave it back after they got caught, right? And it's supposed to go to the people that need it. And if they need it and they don't fit into it, it becomes a loan. Right. It is a forgivable loan when the money is used at a certain thing. Other than that, it becomes you have to pay it back at one percent interest. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? One percent loan, right. consolidate all your stuff into a one. I'd be happy loan. with a, I'd be happy with a five percent loan. The other problem that I have is my ex girlfriend owns twenty five percent of my company because we started it together. When we broke up, she refused to sell me her stock. She doesn't show up at board meetings. She's completely disconnected from the paper. We've thrown her off all the, all the boards, the editorial boards, so she has no say over day-to-day. She's only a stockholder. But because I'm an S-corp, I can't even get it. Forget coronavirus. I can't get a regular loan without her signature because in Massachusetts, anybody who owns more than 20% of an yeah. S-corp, you need their signature. And she's never going to sign for anything. She's never going to sell me back her stock. She's already made it perfectly clear. We've been broken up now for about 10 years, and she's holding. She's a lawyer. She knew, and I didn't, that if she held on to that stock, I would have a glass ceiling over my head for the entire time that I ran this business, and I couldn't go out and get You couldn't apply for that PPP because of the tw- she needs her signature? Right. I would need her signature. Yeah. And I'm not going to forge her signature. I'm not going to try and fudge it because that's how you get in trouble down the road. Yeah. And when all this is over, the last thing I need is for like you know the FBI to show up at my door and say, hey, you know, you forged somebody's signature on a loan document. So, uh, so I'm stuck. So I've cut everything that I can, 
and I'm literally 30 days away from going on disability and, 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 and spending my days on a beach. I'm literally 30 days away from doing that. All right. There's got to be a bank listening to this show. You get tens of thousands of people who listen. Right. There's a bank out there. A bank, Fi- a credit union. Yeah. Come on, step there, forward. There, somebody will give me a loan that said I don't need my ex's, my, my ex's signature on it. Um, but I, I bring that up because I would imagine there's an awful lot of other people that are in similar situations yeah. where they started a company together with a bunch of people, and then maybe it didn't work out. Somebody left, but they kept their stock, and they're not going to sign off on a loan because they don't want to help the guy. You know what I'm saying? So I bring it up because there are all these individual cases of people. Why do, if, if they're going to shut down the economy and it affects everyone, then everyone should, everyone should be eligible for some kind of a loan guarantee to get their life back together. Everyone. I mean, I don't care who you are. You, if you own a business and you've been affected by this, the government should make you whole. The government's the one that took your business away. The government should be the one to make you whole. And I got, I got you know what I got? The only thing I got from day one was the $1,200 um, $1, stimulus. Yeah. And that came to me personally. That didn't go to the Valley Patriot. You know what I did with it? I'm not going to buy $1,200 worth of cigarettes. What, like, what, what are my expenses? I work 24-7. I put it back into the paper. I used to pay a paper bill. Yeah. I, I literally lent the, the Valley Patriot $1,200 of my personal money just to pay a bill. But I've only seen one stimulus check, and we've been out almost three months now. So what do I, what do, I do come July 1st? Unless there's a huge influx of new businesses that want to advertise, there's no Valley Patriot. It's, it's done. Like, that's it. And I've had friends say, well, why don't you just publish online? No one's going to pay the money that they're paying to have their ad be in a PDF online. Yeah. We print, on a normal month, we print 22,000 papers. We're in 48 cities and towns. We get about 5,000 downloads of the PDF online. The big difference between 5,000 downloads and 22,000 people physically looking at the paper, flipping through each page and looking at the ads, where someone downloads the PDF, they just scroll to look for the thing they're looking for, and they're not looking at the ads, they're not reading the ads. So we need either huge influx of business advertising over the next 30 days, or some kind of a consolidation loan, or we're done. Well, the interesting thing is, businesses are hurting. Right. But... I'm going to tell you because I, I scratch my head and I say, I need more business. I got to bounce back from this. What is the answer to do? It's very hard to say this, but the answer is you need to advertise right. and promote your brand, right. your brand, your business, because if you don't, you're going down. But then again, I don't have any money, but how do I do this? You got a hole in the boat. You're dumping the water out of the hole in the boat. You got to fix the hole in the right. boat. You got to get new customers to come in. Right. It's, it's What a circle jerk this yep. is, right? Yep. Yep. So I mean I'm 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 doing everything humanly possible, and I'm gonna. Here's the other thing: people in bus- in my business, in any business, normally don't talk about this kind of stuff because they don't want it to come back on them. But you know, I've got a lot of people that owe me money, right? I have a lot of people that ran ads, and then they, they, their business started to tank, you know, a year ago or so, mm. or their business started to get to get low, and they canceled their ads, and they never paid for like the last three ads, and they owe me money. I've probably got about eighty thousand dollars worth of receivables out there of people who owe me money that ran ads that never paid for them. You can't get that money either because those people, their businesses have been closed for 30 days too. So you can't even, like in a normal bad month before the coronavirus, if we hit a bad month, like usually December and January are our worst months, um, we average about about maybe 18,000 gross a a month. But in January and in December, we average about 5,000 gross for the month, right? But we've made so much money from October. We've made so much money from from the election, that it kind of carries us through, and we just barely, it all evens out. Then this coronavirus hits. 
There's no money to tap into. And when those bad months happen, January and December, I can call someone and say, hey, look, I know you owe me five grand from ads that you ran a few years ago. If you give me two grand, I'll just wipe the rest. Because two grand is better than no Absolutely. grand, right? So when Your we had collection company. Right. So when we had bad months, we had ways as a small business to try and make up for the revenue that wasn't coming in from money that was owed to us in receivables. But how do you do that during a pandemic when everybody's closed? Yeah. The guy that owes me, say, five grand. You know, he's not thinking of me first when he reopens. He's thinking about buying product, paying his, his employees, buying all this plexiglass stuff that the government's mandating yeah. that we do, but they're not paying for it, right? He's not thinking about paying past bills. None of us right now, I mean, I have people that I owe money to because people owe me money. As soon as we get an influx, God, God willing, we get an influx of, of ad revenue, say, next month, my first go-to isn't the guy that I've owed money for three years. It's the bill sitting on my desk right now. It's the driver that didn't get paid for, for April and, and June who went out and delivered the newspapers and I still haven't paid him for his gas yet. Yeah. That's who I'm looking to pay first. So there's no way now to recover. In a, like I said, in a regular month, in a regular bad month, there's a way to recover. There's, way to, there's a way to keep going. Put stuff on a credit card. You can move things around a little bit. But with this, we had 30 days of nothing, like literally 30 days of nothing. How do I go to the Irish cottage and say you need to pay for an ad when you were closed for 30 days? Yeah. 60 days, 90 days, you know? So, so, so when is the People's Republic of Massachusetts allowing these people to end up opening up and getting to work? Because they have to announce to the world that they're open. Unfortunately, the person in charge of that is Dan Rivera. Dan Rivera is on the reopening committee that the governor put together. And Dan Rivera is still running around with a mask every, every day. He implemented a $300 fine for people who, he wants, get this, he wants cops, cops, guys that get shot at every day. He wants them to go out and enforce a mask policy, which is not anything to do with the training or experience that police officers are supposed to be doing. Nor is it the law. No, it's not the they law. They have to write the law. Right. And that's a whole process, and they haven't done that. This is so insane. So for four weeks, there's, three weeks, there's been a mask policy in Lawrence, $300 fine. As far as I know, I have asked two cops today on my way here. As far as I know, they have not written one ticket. Good. So what's the point? Right. The point is to make it look like we're doing yeah. something. It's to scare you into wearing the mask. We played the video clip uh, three or four weeks ago of Dan Rivera at a press conference. And uh, one of those snarky reporters asked him, who's going to enforce this mask ordinance? And his answer at, the, at that time was, well, if you wear your mask, you won't have to worry about it. You know why? Because he didn't have an answer. I had already spoken to the chief. The chief said, we're not going to be enforcing masks. What are you talking? That's not our job. I mean, if, if we have to arrest somebody and they're being a real a-hole, we might tack on the, 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 the mask fine sure. just because the guy's being a jerk. But we're not going to be roaming around yeah, giving people tickets for walking right? around. It's ridiculous. And yet... You have people, here's the other thing we learned from this coronavirus, think of Dan Rivera. We learned as Americans who the sheep are among us and who the petty tyrants are among us. The people that saw this as an opportunity to seize power, Absolutely. to make people obey. You've got people in, some guy in Colorado got, got arrested. He was playing uh, catch in a park with his daughter. She was 10 feet away. They were playing catch with a baseball. Yeah. Right. He got arrested. There's another guy who was surfing in California by himself in the shame, ocean. Shame, shame. He was arrested. So we learned, uh, I learned, and I say this to my friend Chris all the time, you know what we learned? We learned who you don't want to be in a foxhole with when something bad right. happens. Because I have people that are really good friends of mine that I thought an awful lot of who are running around shaming people for not wearing masks. Wow. And I say to them, are you, what are you doing that for? Like, A, what does it have to do with you? 
And B, didn't your mother tell you to mind your own effing business? Here we go. It was exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. Well, just mind your own effing business. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to hunker down at home, if when we open everything up, you don't want to go outside, stay home. That's, stay home. That's the beauty of a free country. Nobody makes you go shopping. This, stay home if you want to go. This isn't don't make me close. This isn't China. So to answer your question, when will mass open? Mm. I'm worried. I've been saying since the beginning that we are going to have a bash. We were supposed to have it on March 20, March 23rd, I think. Um, then this happened, and we thought this is only going to last a couple of, couple of days, maybe a week, and we'll just push it off. And now we're into June. I've already collected over $9,000 for scholarships for kids. Some of the money that was pledged is probably not going to come in. The people didn't pay before this uh, happened because who knows what their business is like. Um, but we are going to have a bash. Oh, I think we're going to have a bash. I don't know. We don't know. If when Charlie Baker says, okay, everybody can open, if they're still going to allow crowds. That's another thing with the function halls. And function stuff, halls. With they, weddings, birthdays, so, bar mitzvahs, bashes. So if somebody's going to have a wedding and they plan on having a wedding in July mm -hmm. and they don't, won't tell them now, they can't book July. Right. Even though it's two months away, they can't even book it. So now it's going to be September. Right. How many people can get, which they don't even know if September's going to, the uncertainty to business. You can't do it to a business. No. You can't leave uncertainty. Draw a line in the sand. Say it's next week. Enough is enough. Right. There's no reason why we can't go back. There's no reason why next week we can't have a bash. Right. And if people want to come wearing masks, I'll ridicule you from and the if microphone. people don't want to come, don't and come. Don't, don't want to come, don't come. I have a feeling, though. I have a feeling that the reason why they keep pushing this off is because they, they know that if they open it up to crowds, we're going to see what we saw on Memorial Day. CNN crying all day. Look at the, yeah. look at the people the in the pools. Look at the people on the beaches. They're not obeying. They're not obeying. Don Lemon was yeah, crying. out of his mind. Yeah. Wolf Blitzer and CNN, they're not obeying. And you know he, what's funny? Florida opened up three weeks ago. They passed the 14 days. More old people in it anyway. Real, real, yeah. Literally more people in that state than every other state combined. They have no uptick in, in coronavirus cases. They have no uptick in coronavirus deaths. Georgia was the first one. You don't hear any talk about it at all. No. Nope. The first one to do it. That's, nope. be, that's because it's all good. But if you can, if it was bad news, then right. report it. But if you can find a state where there's a Republican governor that opened early where there is a slight uptick, CNN all day. Yeah. All day. They won't talk about the Democrat states that opened that have no increase, that have no increase in deaths, that have no increase. Yesterday, it all the, becomes they politics hit the, They now. hit the 100,000 yesterday? Yeah. I knew exactly what was going to happen. It was, it was like somebody won an election. They were freaking happy mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100,000, here it is. We just hit the milestone. It was like, oh my God, you just hit the lottery. This right. is the, the number they were looking to hit. By the way, it was a million. It was 500,000. It was 300,000. Right. It's 100,000. 100,000 half of that is bullshit. Right. 100,000 is not near... 2.5 million people dead. Yeah. That's what the experts told us. 2.5 million dead, 250,000 if we don't close the if we do close the country, still 250,000. And what they didn't know even though they told us they had science at the time, which they didn't, was that the majority of the people were going to be elderly people in nursing homes. And again, to this minute, there's no national or state policy or emergency procedure to get into every one of these nursing homes and protect these old people from getting the virus. Yeah. There's no, there's, 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 they ran around for three months telling us to wear masks, which is com, com, completely useless. Completely useless wearing a mask. I, I'm dating a nurse. She gets mad when I say she's a nurse because technically she's not a nurse. But I'm dating a nurse. She has to wear a, 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 a what, are they, what are they, an N95 mask. Yeah. It's got to be individually fitted for each person. You can't have any 
facial hair. I couldn't wear one. I would have to shave this if I wanted to wear one in order to deal with somebody that's got corona. You go online and you look at the people that do testing on the coronavirus, that are doing research on the coronavirus. They're wearing space suits. Yeah. So if this thing was so easily spread, as the experts told us, way more people would be dead. And if masks worked... The people that are working in the in the labs with these things would just be wearing a mask. They wouldn't be wearing a spacesuit. And all of this stuff is just common sense. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. Like people, where are your peer-reviewed studies? You don't need peer-reviewed studies for common sense. It's just common sense. We knew we knew immediately it wasn't easily spread because everybody that went to the post office would be dead. They scared so many people. Stand, standing, watching the, the traffic as this was going on, staring out the door, waiting for a customer to come. Maybe yep. was a guy driving in the car. I saw this a hundred times in the car with gloves on and a mask right. by himself. Right, and I couldn't help but yell out to the car and I go, "What the hell are you doing?" Right, and they make them believe like they don't hear me or right. see me. But what the hell are you doing? Yeah, they're sheep. They're just doing what they're told. They they have no critical thinking skills at all. And I blame the media for that because you're told if the experts say, uh, we saw with Donald Trump on Twitter, if the experts say that there's no fraud in mail-in balloting, it doesn't matter what the facts are on the ground at the local level. That's what the experts say. We have to follow it. Everybody drink the Kool-Aid. Right. Everybody drink it. Absolutely. And let's all go to sleep. And I feel bad for guys like Neil Perry, who's the mayor of Methuen, or the, the guys who were the board of selectmen in North Andover. We didn't know anything at the beginning, and they had to make some tough choices. And they had to take all precautions that they could. I think what bothers me is that we didn't know then. So I understand then, at the very beginning, at the beginning of March, everybody just listening because we didn't sure. know, right? Now we know better. But a week later, a month later, we knew. Yeah. We knew. And now we've got to open back up America. And by the way, whether we open up America all at once yesterday or we wait another year, the same thing's going to happen. Yeah. With the same, when we open up, more people are going to circulate, more people are going to get the coronavirus, more people are going to die. But then what happens is this, the virus circulates among all the people who don't get sick from it. They get it, but they don't get sick. And you develop what's called herd immunity, yeah, yeah. where you have an entire community where even if you're susceptible, you're less likely to get it because everybody else has gotten it and got the antibodies and, and they're not spreading it now, right? We locked down this entire country. And now, if we get a second wave, it's going to devastate more people because we locked down, because nobody got the immunity. Right. We didn't spread. Viruses are supposed to spread. And again, whether you open today or you open a year from now, the same thing's going to happen. More people circulate. More people get the virus. More people are going to die. But then it stops. And all these answers are going to come out because this happened in all the countries. Mm -hmm. So a company like country like Sweden that says we're not going to shut down, do the math of that, right? and then do the math of this often. And like you said, it's going to be 5%, 1% of whatever it's going to end up happening. That's the way it's going to be. Right. And it didn't matter what you did. Right. But all you did is hurt the economy and hurt the people, and you, you hurt everything, and you made people do things that they didn't want to and do. And still to this minute, you put on TV, and our local leaders, our local mayors, our governors are all giving us lectures about friggin' masks and social distancing. And what they're not doing is helping the people in the nursing homes, helping people that are elderly that live at home alone, helping people that have autoimmune diseases. We are, that's what the national strategy should be. Help the weak. That's what we should be focused on. But for, for, for eight months, they diddled their thumbs and lectured us about things that mean absolutely nothing to make it look like they were doing something. Yeah, I can't imagine what the generation's going to be. They missed a year of school. Right. 
Not, I, I not actually, good for our country. Well, I actually think that's a good thing. Yeah? This is what's going to get me in trouble now. All the Perry people are going to get pissed off. You know, I think I think it was a good thing because if these kids were going to school, they don't teach regular subjects in school anymore, math, science. They teach politics. They teach about global warming and abortion and transgender bathrooms. And if these kids were going to school every day during this coronavirus, these little Nazis would be brown shirts. They'd be coming home lecturing ah. their parents. You, sh- you need to wear a mask, right? They would be the little brown shirts in our community because they'd be getting it at school. The other good thing about kids not going to school is now parents for the first time in a long time, are actually getting to see some of the material that their kids are working on in school. And I've had several parents call me in the last 30 days and say, you're not going to believe what the school just sent my kid for home learning. You're not going to believe it. Looking at it the first time. And they're they're reading it to me, and my mouth is agape. And I'm actually trying to get this guy on the show for a couple weeks from now. My mouth is agape. Like, are you sick? What class is this? Physics class. It's a physics class. And they're talking about transgender bathroom. Wait, what? Gay marriage. Wait, what? What are you talking about? So I think it's a good thing that these kids didn't go to school for three months. They, they actually kind of got deprogrammed by being home and listening to mom and dad say, now nah, we're ma- having this discussion, right? Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? A lot of people say, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't believe what the experts say. And the kids are absorbing that. Now when they go back to school, boy, those, those teachers unions are going to have to work awfully hard to reindoctrinate these kids. Ah. So, while a lot of people are saying, you know, the kids, look, they're not getting an education anyway. When you send them to school, they're not learning the First Amendment. They're not learning the Second Amendment. They're not learning about what the difference between the role of Congress and the president is. I have kids come to my office all the time looking for jobs and ask them basic things about the uh, Constitution. They don't know anything, but they all know about abortion. Yeah. They all know about trans ba- transgender bathrooms. They all have a position on it. So, I say, let the kids stay home. I bet there's a lot of parents. I bet there's a lot of parents who... Now that this has happened, we're going to continue homeschooling their kid when oh. schools open up again. And I say, good for you guys. That's a smart decision. Because especially our public schools, they're doing nothing but indoctrinating kids with political views. I'm looking for hate uh, texts and things to come in here. And uh, yeah, no, a lot of people say you're right on. Everybody now, I think, is understanding, you know, maybe they weren't with you two months ago. Nobody, was with, nobody was with me two months but ago. But as it's happening, it's like... You were right the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. And I'm not saying, I don't want praise. I'm not saying this because I want people to say, Tom, you were right. Um, I'm saying it because there are still people out there that are, are shaming people. And I hate that. Yeah, stop that. You know, before this, you had people out there shaming people. I had, I had uh, a real quick story. I was in uh, Newburyport at my favorite place in the world is the Eastern Point Lighthouse in Newburyport. That's my happy place. So when I'm having a really bad day or something, if it's a nice day, I'll take a drive up there. So I'm sitting there in my car, the air conditioner is going, and I'm just sitting there and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the scene. I don't want to get out of my car. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want anybody to recognize me. I just want to sit there on the beach in my car with the air conditioner and enjoy myself, play on my phone, and that's where my happy place is. This lady comes over and knocks, this is two summers ago, she knocks on my window and says, you know, you're destroying the environment. And I said, well, how am I doing that? You're letting your car run. You know, we have an idle law in Massachusetts. Your car shouldn't be running. I said, ma'am. Step away from the fucking car right now. Step away from the car. I'm going to put this in reverse. I'm going to run you over. Go about your business and mind your business. Unbelievable. This was long before. So you always had people out there that were looking to shame people and dictate to people and think that it's their business to get in your face about stuff. And this made it worse. All of those people that were doing that, all those people that had that mindset, it got, it got multiplied. And now they think that they can go around and tell you, you, you don't care about people. You, you're going to get people, you're going you're gonna to kill people. People are going to die because of you. 
And, and we already know now from the, from the science that that's 99% of the time not the case. Yeah. Not the case. So all you social justice warriors out there, knock it off, all right? If you want to stay home, stay home. No one's telling you you have to leave the house. If you want to wear a spacesuit to go to the post office, please, yeah. please do so I don't have to talk to you. But don't tell, don't tell the rest of us who might have a different view on this that we have an obligation to keep you safe. Because in order to believe that, you'd have to be a moron to believe that a molecule of the coronavirus can get into a mask, but it can't get out. I mean, who is the expert that came up with that? Tony Fauci? Yeah. Um, um, Bricks? What, what's her name? Dr. Bricks? They're human beings. It doesn't, it doesn't, Brooks. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that they're gods. So people, we now know. Let's get the country back open. Go out and go to your local place that you love to have a drink, whether it's Salvatore's, the Irish Cottage, the Clatter. Go out and order pizza. Go out and order hot wings. Um, hopefully sports stadiums will start to be open soon, we hope. Um, concerts, comedy clubs. Concerts, Look comedy clubs. Things. My God. We're working on... Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but we'll, we'll tease it since we're at the end cleaners. of the show. Cleaners. You know cleaners were closed? Right, yeah. How do I get... How they do I, clean how things. How do I get my laundry? That's what they do. Right, they how do clean I, things. <laughs> Can't have that. That was like another bizarro thing that the cleaner... Right. That's what they do. They clean. Right. And how do I get my laundry done? I've got no clean laundry. How do I get my laundry done for 90 days? They say laundry is not an essential service. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, come on. Abortion is an essential service. But if I need a hip replacement, that's not essential? I got to walk around and paint out for 90 days so I can get a, a hip replacement? Boy. So, I don't know. We are going to have a bash. And one of the other things that we're working on, I'm working on with my friend Mark Robers from Prospect Hill. We're thinking of doing a Zoom telethon for July 4th, the July 4th weekend. Oh. And get different artists. We're going to bring them on by Zoom. And we're going to have them play, and we're going to have like a Venmo number at the bottom for people to donate to our scholarships or our bash. Nice. And at some point, we are going to have a bash. Now, it might be mid-July, and it might be, we usually have two things during the year. We have the bash in March, and then we have what we call our secret summer bash in the summer. And that's for like the people that donate and the people that like the inside people that help us organize the bash every year. Um, and then, you know, preferred people, people that we like. Yeah, you know, so, so it'll be bigger. We normally don't open it to the public because I don't really like the public, but... Um, what, like the bash we open it to the public because we want to make a lot of money. But with this, with the Secret Summer Bash, it's usually I'm buying the drinks for I everybody. I got to work on sales with you. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> work on my people skills. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Mark came up with this idea, and we've been kicking it around. And we thought, you know, each artist can come on and say what they want to raise money for. Is it a scholarship kid? Um, is it a local business that's, that, that's struggling that we, that we work with? Um, and hopefully we can raise that kind of money. And then we have to have a bash. These kids are going to be going to college hopefully in, in the fall. Well, maybe Studio 21 can help you at our, at our service at no charge. That'd be great. To help mechanically, Ben, I don't know. Right. You know how to do this stuff? Yes, we can absolutely do that stuff. here. We can take care of all of it, all your guests, all your musical artists. Nice. We can do it all here from the stage. Nice. You need to right. do and Zoom. So we're working on Prospect Hill. We're working on, uh, we got a bunch of comedians that want to do it. We're working on getting Melvin Taylor, who sings the opening sure. closing song of the show. Uh, we're reaching out to all of our famous friends, all of our artist friends, um, to see if we can't get, uh, you know, get that to work. And maybe it'll be a big bomb. I don't know. But I always like to think outside the try. box. And I'm never afraid to fail. If it fails, it fails. We yeah. tried it. Um, we want to try and do that. And we're also, I want people to know, uh, for the next two Valley Patriots, if you are a small business, we're going to have a full page welcoming people back to business. And for $99, we will list your, uh, we will list your business. So we'll say like, 
Pirelli's Deli, here's the address, here's the phone number, here's the web address. They're open. And they're open. These are the, the restrictions. Drive up service, take out only, whatever okay. it is that, that they're doing. Just to let people know, and so people can, you know, they can they can rip that page out of the paper and they can keep it and use it for whatever. Nice, nice. So for ninety nine dollars, we'll, we'll list your business. And I'm try I tried to keep it as cheap as I could. I, w I was going to go one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars because I need the money, but I'm going to try and keep it under under a hundred. Um, so let's fill up multiple pages. So I'm hoping if we, if we could, if we get if we get enough, we will. Uh, we'll do multiple pages because we we need to stay in business. I mean, I survived five lawsuits. The breakup of me and Paula, the breakup of my board, the real estate bubble, and we still survived. Lawsuits. Lo five lawsuits. <laughs> yeah. and, Not that I have to bring up more, right? more problems to you, but... And we've never lost a lawsuit, by the way, <laughs> still. <laughs> still. Still. Still, knock on wood. We've got they one... They're expensive to win, though. They are. They're they expensive are. to win. And we've got one that we're still fighting, but it, it, well, we're at the end of it. Like the, the lawyers are trying to work out some kind of out-of-court settlement, and I've told my lawyer, everything's on the table. I'm a great negotiator. I'm the easiest person in the world to deal with. I don't care how much I hate that other guy. If he makes a proposal and it looks like it makes sense to settle this out of court, I'll settle it. Um, but we but we survived all of that. And I go home and I cry, thinking about the fact that we might cease to exist, not because of anything stupid that I did and got me sued, and not and, and not because of you know the economy or or we just produced a bad product, but because of the coronavirus and the government shut us down. Crazy. And, and, and there's a lot like you. And listen, I was at the right there beside you. You hear people say all the time, you got to support your local brick and mortars, right? They're talking about restaurants and things like that. But, it, you know, you don't even think of the guy at the newspaper, right? right? The guy at the newspaper has the problem, too. The guy at the cigar store, the guy at the podcast studio. So it's everybody. So it, it, it's, it's going to be a tough one for you because the person that supports you is the very brick-and-mortar right. guy the that's there. But listen, they oh. need to advertise right. and let people know that they're open. And for $99, it's a no-brainer. Right. No and, and by the way, if we go away, how do elderly people find out what's going on in the community and the country? 80-year-olds who live over at Manzi Park Gardens in Methuen are not on Facebook. Right. All right? They get their newspaper. They get their news primarily from the newspaper and the 7 o'clock news. I right. got an 89-year-old mother. That's what she does. Right. So she studies it. So it's, it's, it's incumbent upon the small businesses. It's to their advantage to advertise, especially now. And by the way, I'm going to make a pitch for Steve Whipple over, over at Methuen uh, Life. We are working on a crossover package where you can buy an ad with us. And for like a couple extra dollars, we'll, we'll give you a free ad in Methuen Life and vice versa. Oh, nice. If he sells an ad for a couple hundred dollars, I'll throw, a, I'll throw an ad in for my paper. Uh, I feel so bad for that guy. He's been in business a little longer than me. He's got three or four publications that he does. And he's dying too. And, you know, he, he, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a house. I don't have a family. I don't have kids in college. So my expenses are just me. He does. Yeah. Okay. He's got a mortgage. He's got all of these things. Um, and, and so if I... If I go away, if the Valley Patriot dies, I go on disability. My doctor told me five years ago I'm fully qualified to go full disability. He even said to me, "Why are you working? Yeah, like why are you why are yeah, you working eighteen hour make, days? You probably make more money being on disability. I like some I, people I on unemployment. Are doing I right definitely now. would make more money. Right. Okay, I'm making right. nothing here. But you like right. it. You want to do it and, right. and 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 not take from. I always said I wanna. I'm gonna work for as long as I can work. And there's going to come a day when I, I feel myself slowing down. My neck is not working well. My back is not working well. I'm not walking right anymore. The, the, the degenerative condition that I have is getting worse. And eventually, within the next three or four years, five years, I'm going to be in a, in, a, in a wheelchair. I know it's coming. I'm preparing for it coming. So for as long as I can work, I want to work. And 
I know there's a lot of people out, out there that are just lazy and they just want to get paid to stay home. I want to work, but we got to keep the paper going in order to do that. So we need advertising. We need people sponsoring this program helps because it's all under the Valley Patreon umbrella. Um, you know, buying our books, Heroes in Our Midst, buying t-shirts, Valley Patriot t-shirts, it all helps. And I've, I've been able to have all these different revenue streams along the way that have helped us during the bad months, but everything collapsed during Corona. And not just for me, but for everybody that I know, all the businesses that we have, that we've advertised, that we've helped get businesses. The Tashi Law Office has been with me since 2004. They've literally been with me since the very first edition. He canceled his ads in, ads in March. Wow. Right? Because he's not open. Right. Right? And when he does open, we're not going to be his first purchase. It's going to be paying his secretary. It's going to be paying the lighting wow. bill. It's going to be paying the rent. So, you know, the, the, the people that are out there that are small, but I, I'd love to have Miller's Tavern because I love their food and I eat there a lot. Yeah, we go. Um, I'd love to have Taco Bell because I love their food and I eat, I eat there a lot. You know, I, a lot of these businesses should be advertising to let people know what the new conditions are for their new reopening. And we hope that they'll come. And if they don't, I'll, I'll keep doing a podcast. I'll find a sponsor for the yeah. podcast. Nothing like, we'll coming in. you know, people talk about giving to charities and things like that. And listen, nobody's stronger than you of, of feeding homeless and everything that you end up doing. But it is the time for people to step it up and take care of the locals. Right. The local businesses right. that suffer more than ever. These people n- never wanted something for nothing. Yeah, please stop buying from Amazon. Please, I'm begging yes. you. If you really want to help downtowns, if you really want to help brick-and-mortar stores, you need something. Don't go on Amazon. Go over to the hardware store. Go over to Kmart. Go this over is to the where- time. Because this- that money circulates within your community. Right. And you end up getting it back anyway. People say, oh, I paid $5 less if I bought it on Amazon or whatever it is. It's not the time to do that. Right. And, you, and by the way, if you're buying from Amazon, you know where most of those products are coming from? Yeah. China. Absolutely. So why, let's, stop, let's stop supporting China and let's start supporting America. If, if you need a product, you go to the hardware, there's a hardware store, uh, is it Brian's Hardware, Main Street Hardware across the street from me? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to order. I could order online if I need something for my office. I don't. I go to Staples. I go to the hardware store. I go down the street. Um, and everybody should be doing that. Now everybody, more than ever. Now more than ever. More than ever. And, please, please. And when I'm in Walmart, as I was yesterday, and I went in there for a specific item, I picked up the item, I looked at the bottom, it said made in China. I looked for a similar item that was not made in China, and that's the one there that I bought. Go. Wouldn't that be nice if that caught on? Stop buying Chinese. Stop. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's from I don't care where I care if it's from the Ukraine. That's fine. Stop buying from China. You really should be buying American. And hopefully we'll be making more stuff. Hopefully when all this is over, we've learned a lot and America starts making more things and we stop buying things from China. China's the enemy here. It's not the Democrats. It's not the Republicans. It's not Americans. If we all China's woke up, if we all woke up and understand what you're saying and made a change, all this would be worth it. Right. All this bullshit that we just went through would be worth it if everybody changed and did the right thing. Right. Now. So we got another opportunity, right? Right. Let's hit the restart button. Right. right? Now, next week, it's going to be a very different show because Neil Perry's going to be here. And so we have to tiptoe around these things because as soon as I say that, you know, that that this is all a hoax, he rolls his eyes, always one of those conspiracy crazies. He may may have stopped believing a little bit, too, because he's been lied to also. He made decisions based on lies that that was fed to him. So it's not the guy, that guy, it's a problem. It it stemmed from right. somebody giving him the wrong information, and then you make the wrong decision based on bad information. Right, right, so right. bullshit goes we in. Don't, we don't we don't hold any that against anybody. But now 
If you're still in that mode now, if yeah. you're still in that mindset now, now I think there's a problem. Yeah, it's time to know better. Right? It's, it's time to – I think he said – and I don't want to pick on Neil. But I think he said on one of his shows that he spends 80% of his time on COVID-19. Uh, Methuen has a lot of problems. Right. And I don't think any mayor should be spending 80% of their time. Even at the very beginning, they shouldn't have been spending 80% yeah. of their time on COVID. Except for maybe, you know, making sure city workers are, you know, doing what we're supposed to do because we didn't know what we were doing. Open it up. Open, open it up. Open enough, everything. Open please. everything. I'm standing in line at Man Orchards. Or not Man Orchards. At, uh, at uh, 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 Cumberland Farms. And I have to stand on a dot. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at this going... What country is this? Yeah. Is this communist China or is this America? And this is not a new beginning. This is the new way, the thing. Forget about it. Let's just go back to the way it was. Yep. I'm also offering um, new advertisers a free upsize. So if you buy a quarter page ad, I'm going to give you a half page ad for the same price. Uh If you buy a half page ad, I'm going to give you a full page ad for the same price. We need, we, I'm trying everything I can to try and get more money into the paper so we can keep going. And then we can keep doing this, right? We can keep informing people. We can keep writing a paper every month. We can keep doing a podcast. Um, and, we can, and we can keep helping those small businesses. When you buy an ad in the Tribune, you know what you get? You get an ad. That's it. You buy an ad with us. We go there, like the Bash Committee, there's 13 right. of us. We'll all show up at your restaurant, and we'll order food, and we'll hang out for the there night. There you go. Um, there's a, uh, a new car wash on 114 in North Andover, and I wish I remembered the name of it. I apologize. I don't. Um, he's got one of those, it's like one of those disco car washes with all the lights and wow. stuff, right? So tomorrow, we got, we're getting 10 friends together, and we're going to do a 10-car caravan to the car wash, and we're all going to get our car washed at the same time to help this guy out. Nice. Town of North Andover went over to him and said, you got to close, like three weeks into this. And he said, wait a minute, I just drove by Hafner's and they're open. I hope you're planning on closing their car wash too. Oh, no, no, they can stay open. He said, well, then I'm not closing. And they had to come back to him and they were like basically threatening him like, you know, we're going we're gonna to do something if you don't close your business. He said, when you close Hafner's, I'll close. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be difficult here, but if you're going to let my competition stay open right. What's going and you're on closing here? me, I'm not going to close. So I felt bad for this guy. I heard his story a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's a friend of Don Pease over at, uh, at uh, Don Sign Tech, and she had a little mixer among some of her good friends, and he was telling me the story, and I said, you know what? Let, let's get a bunch of people together. We'll go up 114, and we'll all get our cars done. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us, what, maybe 8 10 bucks a piece, but he's going to make 80 bucks. Yeah. So let's get, even if, get your car washed at the same time. Right, right, get your car washed. And you know what? Even you if won't it, get coronavirus. <laughs> right. <laughs> There'll be no coronavirus on your car. Right. Oh, boy. All right. So I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Methuen, but we're way, way, way over time. So I'm going to hold that. You didn't think we were going to do an hour, No, right? I no didn't. Problem. I, didn't. I yeah. didn't. And we probably repeated ourselves a bunch of times. But that's because I'm just passionate. I'm, I'm so perplexed at the lack of common sense that the average person has that like, even if you just question something, if you just question, like, how does the molecule, how, how can the molecule go in the mass, but not out of the, people yell at you. They don't want to answer the question. They don't want an answer to the question. They want you to obey because they're obeying. And the, by virtue of the fact that you're not obeying, they feel like it somehow it's like an assault on them. And I just want people to, my job, and I said it when Neil was here and I'm going to end with this. My job is not to stand in line and obey, and as a member of the media, tout the party line and tell you guys what you're supposed to obey. My job is to think outside the box and question authority. That's my job. Any news reporter that's worth their weight in in, in salt, their job is to question authority, question experts, get answers to those questions, and then report them and let people decide for themselves. And I think what bothered me the most was when all of this started and I said this was full of shit and I said this was a hoax 
and I wasn't just guessing. It was just common sense. It wasn't that none of what they told us was true. People were violently angry. Yeah. Like, what guy threatened to punch me out? Wow. Like, I saw your podcast. I should kick your ass. I'm like, well, dude, first of all, you have anger management issues you, sh- you should handle. <laughs> but, second, but secondly, are you not smart enough to just ask a question? Are, are, you, not, are you not man enough to sit and listen to what the answer to that question might be? Yeah. Let's all just dial it back a little bit. Again, stop running scared. Americans are not the enemy. Democrats are not the enemy. Republicans are not the enemy. China's the enemy. Yeah. China has been trying to destroy us since day one. It's not Russia. We heard for three years, Russia, Russia, Russia. They're the biggest threat to our democracy. They're stealing our elections. Russia is not even close. Russia's economy is the size of Italy's economy. They're not even close. China has what, like 84 billion people? Like how many people do they have? China is the enemy. The virus came from China. The spies are coming from China. Interference in our election is coming from China. China's the enemy. And what's sad is that CNN has been sold out to China. Right. By the way, I don't don't think most people know this. I know I I said a few times we were going to end with this, but we're going to end with this. Do you know that there's a CNN Turkey? Turkey. Yeah, in, in the nation of Turkey, there's a CNN Turkey. Oh, really? No, I didn't. And CNN Turkey is funded by China. China. Right. And CNN Turkey net grosses five times what CNN in America makes on their advertising and whatever revenue streams that they have. So CNN America is wholly owned, is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese government. That's what it's become. There we go. That's what it's become. And our, and our regular news, our so-called mainstream news media has just lied to us from day one over and over and over and over again. And people could say, Fox, 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 Fox. Listen, Fox isn't much better, right? But they're not owned by China. Right. At least you're getting another side of a story when you listen to Fox. I, I watch CNN all day, and two, twice a day I flip over to Fox because I watch the five and I watch Tucker, then I go back to CNN and watch Don Lemon scream and yell in the camera and cry. <laughs> and I, I find it entertaining, but what's sad is that China has got such a stranglehold on the NBA, on Twitter, yeah. on Facebook, on CNN. And then when a coronavirus happens, we go to the Chinese model of locking down. We go to the Chinese model of communism, of fascism, of telling, of arresting people. There were riots the other day. Uh, yesterday, there was riots in, Minnesota, in, in Minneapolis because a black guy died from a, a cop that, uh, I guess, stood on, yeah. his, stood on his neck. And yeah, I wanted to spend not, a lot of time on that, but yeah, we can't. Yeah, not good. Right? But they're rioting now. And the cops were told not to arrest the rioters. So let me see if I got this right. If I open my fucking salon, I can get arrested. But if I loot a salon... I'm okay. Yeah. They're walking out with TV sets right. and stuff. I go, what's this have to do with if the we open, guy that, that, right. that died? If we open AutoZone, you're going to jail. Yeah. But if you loot and burn down AutoZone, you get to go home tonight. Right. right. Yeah, no common sense left whatsoever. So next week, we're going to have um, we're gonna have Neil Perry here. We're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus like in the first five minutes. Just well, gonna, he had to dispute everything you said about Well, right. It. I'm going to break his balls as yeah. much as I can. <laughs> right. And then we're going to talk about Methuen. There's a lot of stuff going on in Methuen. I wanted to talk, there's two big things going on in Methuen I wanted to talk about today. We just don't have the time. So um, I do appreciate everybody's time. I want to thank uh, our sponsors. I want to thank, uh, let, me, let me just pull them up so I don't forget who they are. Uh, of course, Lisa Williams, our good friend Lisa Williams at AFC Urgent Care. We might have her come in next week and talk a little bit about sure the, she's been busy. the antibody testing. I feel so bad for her yeah. and her husband. Nice um, people. Nice, nice. They're great. And they do so much for the community. Yeah. And every time I ask you, I'd like to write a story about what you, what you did. She's like, no, you don't have to write that. I'm not, I don't do it for thanks. I don't, yeah. 
Um, we also want to thank McLennan Real Estate. Uh, we love Matt and Sam and Janet. And uh, if you need to buy a house or sell a house, now's the time to do it, right? There you go. Call Matt. Uh, call Janet, call Sam, uh, Marsan Construction, the Police Superior Officers Union in Methuen, Nina at Climate Designs. Check this out. If you're going to be opening your business, here's the one thing you should do. You need to call Nina at Climate Designs, and they'll come in and they'll clean out all of your duct work because everybody everybody who has a business has like uh, uh, like uh, flow systems. I would right? like mine clean. All right. And so what they're doing is they're sending people in to clean people's duct work in case, just in case coronavirus got in there somehow. And you know you start opening up, and then you turn on your your uh, your, your ventilation, now, yeah. your AC, and it starts circulating. Someone can get sick. So call Nina at Climate Design. Nina, I'm going to call you right after the show. Excellent, I love that. Horizon Home Care in Tewksbury. You want to talk about people on the front lines? Don't tell me the guy bagging groceries at Market Baskets on the front line. The people at Horizon Home Care are going into people's homes that are debilitated and taking care of them in their homes. Some of these people are very, very sick and have immune problems, and they're putting their lives they're putting their lives at risk every day, going into multiple people's homes and trying to take care of them. So if you have a senior, please don't put them in a nursing home. If that's the one thing we've learned from this thing, that should yeah. be that. Never put a loved one in a nursing home if you can help it. Call Horizon Home Care. Call Karen Ferullo. She'll take care of you. Yesterday, we were at Pirelli's Deli. We want to thank uh, Don Smirglia. We did a little video. He said almost 3,000 hits in less than a day on the little video we did of Borelli's Deli. I got myself a nice turkey sandwich. I need I need a, a catered dinner from Borelli's. I'm going to call them today. Excellent, too. excellent. Uh, we also want to thank JG's Ice Cream, who does not sponsor the show, but we're trying to get them to sponsor the show uh, because we love the Jafrida boys. And hopefully we'll have a, a poker game soon. You play poker? You play poker? Texas Hold'em? If, if, we, need, if we need like a, a sixth person and we call you, would you play? All right, okay. Because <laughs> um, we're hoping to get the uh, the, the poker game, our Friday poker games. We were having great po- Friday night poker games, and I was I was making a fortune. Right, it was like a part time job for me. Um, every Friday night, and when this happened, we couldn't do it anymore. Who's left? I want a free shout out to Sullivan Insurance, Tommy Sullivan, Mark Sullivan, Mike Sullivan uh, at Sullivan Insurance. See, they're still getting money. The right. insurance bills still came in. Right. And you know what? This. I was shot. The reason I'm thanking them on the show is yesterday I had like $2 in the bank, right? And I went to the post office and I had three checks from Sullivan Insurance because we didn't bill, we didn't bill anybody for March and then we didn't bill anybody for April. And so they, we billed people and they realized they were three months behind because we didn't bill them and they paid us anyway. Oh, and they paid nice. us anyway. And, how nice. and, and believe me, I was moved to tears when I opened the envelope because I'm like, I know they pay 300, 330 or something like that for their ad. Oh, thank God. I got $300 in the bank now. And there were three of them. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. So uh, thank you to the Sullivan brothers for staying open. Thank you for paying your bill and helping us. And one more uh, for Paul Lambert. Attorney Paul Lambert has not been able to open his office through any of this, and he paid his bill anyway. He paid his bill anyway. So thank you to Paul Lambert for being a good friend and a loyal supporter of the Valley Patriot. Thank you to the Sullivan Insurance Agency. Um, and, and thank you to all of our advertisers that are paying if you can. If you can't, we understand and we'll wipe your bill. Um, and anybody that wants to advertise with us going forward, we will upsize your ad. Or if you just want to be listed in our welcome back section, $99 will list all your information. Yeah, I guess you can ramp up the Melvin Taylor music. There we go. As we, as we finish. We, put, we pulled this hour off. We did. We did now, almost an hour and a half. No one's going to watch it because it's so long, but um, appreciate that. Uh, Buy an ad, please. Support your locals. Yeah, support. Uh, please stop buying Amazon. Like, even if you're not buying from me, buy from somebody local. 
Don't go to Walmart. Go to your local store. Go to your local more than ever. Your local Main Street. More than ever. Right, right here on 28. There's all these little mom and pop stores that are now starting to open. Go get your hair cut. Go get your nails done. Ben Kitchen, I appreciate uh, your fine, fine uh, production skills here. Um, I, I'm, I don't, I'm a guy that doesn't like change. I'm like Sheldon. I do not like change. And when Ed said he was leaving, I was really depressed because I like Ed. And it took me a long time to kind of warm up to him. And then once I warmed up to him and he said he was leaving, I was all upset. But right from the first show, you've, you've, you've done a great job here. And, and we love having you. And, he, and the, the good thing is, uh, uh, Dave, he communicates with me in between shows. Oh. And... Any, most any, people stay away from that. Any, right? most, <laughs> people, most people want nothing to do with me once the yeah. show is over. But uh, but a good producer always reaches out in between shows and says, what do you got coming up? What do I need to know? Good, so, good. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home, so go home already. 